It's 24 minutes now to five o'clock and we stay in the field of conservation. I read earlier today that the Mouse Free Marion Project, and that's Marion Island, has had its first patron appointed. And that man is Peter Harrison, who is an absolute legend when it comes to the seas and to birds, uh, author and illustrator of many really excellent seabird identification guides. I thought it was a good opportunity to catch up on what the Mouse Free Marion Project is and how it is going. Uh, Mark Anderson, CEO of BirdLife South Africa, joins us now. Um, I suspect there are a couple of people, Mark, good afternoon, who know exactly what we're talking about, but others will be going, what, 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 what? So what is the Mouse Free Marion Project? Um, um, Good afternoon, John. It's uh, probably the world's most important bird conservation project currently with the aim of eradicating mice from Marion Island um, the mice which were introduced uh, by sealers in the early 1800s have been wreaking havoc on the island. They've devastated the island's invertebrates, plants, and are now eating the seabirds alive. And, I mean, you know, that's a sort of fairly short and neutral description of something which is pretty horrid, What what is going on, the um, the way that that eggs are being eaten the way that chicks are being savaged. It's it's a really nasty thing. I mean, the, the rats are growing bigger and bigger, more and more dangerous, braver and braver, and so on. It is. It's, it's you know, just a horrible death for birds that have not evolved in an environment where there are predators like, like mice. And, you know, 19 of the 28 species of seabirds that breed on the island are threatened with local extinction as a result of these uh, these rodents. And, you know, John, there's, there's a lot that concerns us. One is that, um, you know, 44% of the world population of wandering albatrosses nest on Marion and the nearby Prince Edward Island. And, uh, in fact, a, a quarter of the world's population of wandering albatrosses nests on Marion Island itself. So, you know, the world's most iconic um, seabird is threatened by these mice that don't belong there. And they got there... Um not deliberately, but as byproduct of ships arriving? Yeah, you know, the sealers in the um, early 1800s and you know, inadvertent introduction. So, of course, then once we get rid of the mice, which we determined to do because we're going to be using international best practice, we believe we have the best team in the world that are going to be doing the work, we will have to ensure that we have you know, really good biosecurity in place um, post-eradication because we never want mice or rats on the island ever. It has been done before. Islands have been cleared of invading predators, but I don't think on anywhere near on the scale that's going to be needed to be done at um, at Marion. There, yes, there's been many um, such um, operations around the world. Most of them these days are successful, almost all are successful. The largest island from which mice and rats um, were eradicated was South Georgia, which is much larger than Marion Island. But it was done in more than one year because actually glaciers divide the island into separate areas and the rodents don't cross, cross the glaciers. So the interglacial areas could be, um, those could be, um, the, the, the eradication happened in the interglacial um, areas. But Marion will be the largest island from which mice are eradicated in one single attempt. So we have one opportunity in which we're going to be, uh, it's a massive logistic operation, but it, you know, one opportunity to, to cover the island with this bait and to kill every last mouse. And what else? Only the mice. 
It's yes. only the mice, yes, John, just mice. Fortunately. I mean, there are some alien plants on the island, but it's the mice that we want to eradicate. There's fortunately no other um, alien mammals, introduced mammals on the island. There's no rats as well. There's just mice. And then nearby Prince Edward Island doesn't have any mice, which is very, very fortunate. But we have to get rid of every last one because, you know, even a, you know, a pair remaining could result in you know, the population expanding again to the current levels, which is massive. And then also, um, we couldn't even have a pregnant female remaining. So we have a, the 18, Keith Springer is our um, operations manager. He is a New Zealander, one of the world's experts in this work. He's been with us for about 18 months. And um, Dr. Anton Wolfart is our project manager. He's got uh, two decades of experience working in some Antarctic islands. So, yeah, we have the 18. We'll be using six helicopters, um, the SA Gullis. We'll have, be on the island um, for at least four months waiting for two weather windows to do, do the bait drop. Um, somebody suggesting that uh, cats were brought in at some time in history to get rid of the mice, and when feral themselves, have those been dealt with? Yes, uh, it's you know, unfortunate that uh, cats were introduced into the island in the 1930s, I think, and uh, initially just a few at the weather station, and some of them became feral, and they looked again, and, and there were over 2,000 uh, cats. And the cats were killing about 400,000 seabirds a year, mainly burrowing petrels. And those cats were successfully um, eradicated. The last one removed in 1991. And of course, with the cats gone, um, the mice numbers have increased. But that's not the main reason for the um, increase in mice numbers, we believe. Um, the, with climate change, the island has become warmer. And the breeding season of the mice has um, you know, increased. Um, so they breed over a longer period. They probably breed more frequently. And uh, because they've devastated the population of invertebrates, there's a flightless moth, for example, that's on the brink of extinction, thanks to the mice. So they've invert devastated the invertebrates and the plants. They've now resorted to feeding on the seabirds, and they literally eat them alive. There's, we've got horrific footage um, of um, of this, the mice climbing onto the heads of um, these albatrosses and uh, sort of eating them alive. And they've got no defense mechanisms. They just you know, kind of sit there and eventually over a few days die. Yeah, I've seen that footage, and it is really uncomfortable to watch. And the bait is no threat to the seabirds. No, it's not. I mean, the mice and will die. Unfortunately, they go underground. They need to die. We will be doing this work during the winter months when the seabirds aren't on the island. And most seabirds are not scavengers. There are a few species that we do worry about, such as the brown skirt, which uh, won't be there then. Um, there's kelp gulls, but a very large population of them. And then, of course, there's um, lesser sheath bulls, which are a, a concern, but there's a fairly large population on nearby Prince Edward Island. Uh, we've just um, had an independent study done to determine any, you know, the indirect, um, inadvertent impacts on um, other birds, and um, that's being reviewed at the moment. But, of course, you know, the last thing we want to do is to cause any harm to any other birds, but we've got to think long-term as well. By removing the mice, there will be you know, massive long-term benefits for seabirds. I mean, ultimately, we will save the lives of millions and millions of seabirds if the mice are removed from this island. And the chances of that happening successfully are quite good, given the success of similar programs on other islands. The chances, you're reasonably confident that there won't be even a pregnant female left. We are, um, John, and we, you know, as I say, we've, you know, using international best practice. We're using the methods that are used successfully around the world. We have the A-team doing this work. Every step of our work is being evaluated by external reviewers. 
the Island Eradication Advisory Group in New Zealand uh, meets with our team frequently um, and uh, reviews um, the work, the, you know, the project plan, the operations plan. And so, you know, we, we're adamant that we will be successful. We, we certainly like to to be successful. We're going to do all we can to ensure that we are successful because the seabirds um, certainly need our help. Are there regular updates on this project via perhaps the BirdLife South Africa website? Yes, there are. We do post on the, the website, but I, what I encourage people who are interested to um, about the project to go to the mousefreemarion.org website, mousefreemarion.org, and we post um, every week. There's a, an update and lots of news articles too. And also um, we have a crowdfunding initiative as well where people can sponsor a hectare. The island is 30,000 hectares in, in extent. People can sponsor a hectare for a 1,000 rand, and uh, we've had about five or 6,000 hectares sponsored already. If we have all 30,000 hectares sponsored, that brings in 30 million rand, which will go towards um, the cost of this, this eradication project. But of course, we need more money than that, and we're approaching um, donors um, around the world. We have a, a fundraising team that are working hard to raise the money. And the good news, and you know, we announced this probably publicly in due course, I've just had an email. We just secured a 20 million rand donation from a very generous South African cheapest i want that person's name and contact details mark fantastic it's really i mean i'm i i am very intrigued by this and absolutely certain that it's going to it's going to work and that marion is going to become the the breeding haven that it has historically been mark anderson birdlife south africa ceo the website where you can follow this if you're interested is mouse free marion with r i o n mousefreemarion.org